Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is February 23rd, 2022. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Reddy and PC has been conducting conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please uh, raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, if you're a newcomer, please let us know and put your camera on. Please, and put your camera on, let us know. Maruti? Yeah, I'm a new person here. Yes, sir. Good, Marathi. Ask a question, please. Okay, so uh, thanks, Rahul, for taking my call. So here is my case. My priority date is April 2010 in EB2 category. Uh, My immigration team has filed the 485 in October 2020, and they filed the I-140 also, since my original I-140 is with a producer company, which got acquired by the current company. Okay, so April 2010, why didn't you file 485 in 2012? Okay, so I missed that one in 2012. Okay, got it, got it. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so, okay, it was it was an acquisition, so you filed I-114 485, yes? Yeah, and got EAD in October 2021, and I-140 is still pending. So, now I got offer from company B. So the thing is, um, the comp- my current company has started negotiation and uh, they're asking me to work as a W-2 hourly employee. So can, is, you know, am I allowed to work as a W-2 hourly employee for the same organization where- First uh, of all, when, um, why didn't you convert your case into premium processing? Okay. So to convert that into the premium processing, so do I need to go to the legal firm again or can I do it myself? No, you have to go to the company though. Get the I-140 okay. approved. Then you do the drama. Okay. 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 I, okay. I don't okay. know how to tell. I told so many people, get the I-140 approved. Okay. okay. So please put the phone off and go to the company and then get the I-140 approved first place. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Then you can do change the company. You can do whatever you want afterwards. Next okay. question, please. Okay. Got it. Sangavi. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I'm an H4 over here, and uh, mm-hmm. my H4 is approved, but however, until, until, 20, until 2024. Okay. And my EAD has been processed. That was applied later, so it's still in process. Uh, uh, but when, I when when was when did your EAD expire? Oh, uh, it's my first time. Okay, go ahead, ma'am. So I don't know if I can travel to India in this situation. And also my H4 stamping has to be done in India as well. 
So your question is, will there be any problem with the EAD if you travel? Correct. Absolutely yeah. not. Okay, but my I-94 changes, right? So won't that be a That's problem? Fine. No, that will not be a problem getting your EAD approved. It's just a, it's just a formality that they asked your I-94. There's nothing special about it. Okay, got okay. It. thank you. Thank you so much. There are some reasons, some, some EADs, for example, that if the I-94 changes, it will make a lot of difference. The 765 form is used for many different EADs. H4 EAD is just one of it, okay? Next so that won't be a problem. That won't be a problem. Absolutely not a problem. Okay, got it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Ganesh? Ganesh? Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I have a situation where uh, employer A has filed a H4 extension along with H4 EAD for my wife. And I'm looking for a H1 transfer now. Will that affect the H4 uh, extension in any way? When, when is your wife's H4 expiring? Uh, it's already expired last year. I would recommend one thing. When you go join the new company, mm -hmm. I want, when you file for the H1 with the new company, I want you to file one more H4 plus EAD. Okay, so this will get wired. I did not say that. There okay. is a 10% chance that the company A may withdraw the H1B. The stupid officer might not look into there's another H1B file, might deny the H4 plus EAD. Okay, so even if I file H4, uh, a new new petition with the employer, uh, the new employer. B. Mm -hmm. Employer B, uh, mm -hmm. the uh, this H four A this H four plus EAD has a ninety percent probability that it will still be approved. Okay, got it. And 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 can we travel uh, out of US when these are in process? Uh, when the H four plus EAD extension is in process, can your wife travel? Absolutely, they can. Okay. And they can get get stamped and get back. Absolutely, they can. You don't need a H4 approval to get the stamping in India. Okay, got it. Thank you. Sir. Next person, please. Lipsa. Hi, sir. Yes, ma'am. So uh, I'm on H4 visa and uh, my H4 and H4 EAD are valid till October 2024. And the primary H1B, means my husband's H1B and I-140, uh, they got approved and it passed over 180 days. So my husband is planning to change the employer. So uh, once he changes, so his old employer will remove his H1B and I-140. So employer's H1B and I-140, yes, they will. Yes, uh, so uh, it will get approved with his new company. So between this, can I go to India in June without applying my H4 extension? And can I get my visa stamping on his new H1B? Absolutely, you can. I can. Okay, uh, one more question, sir. So if I can- So you will take your husband's company B's H1B approval to go for the H4 stamping? Yes. Absolutely not a problem. Okay. Okay. Okay, sir. So there will be no problem if I do like this, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And when so, you come back though, when you come back though, mm -hmm. apply for a EAD extension immediately as soon as you come, even though it's expiring in October, 2024. Okay, sir. Okay. And uh, so uh, 
I will be getting my H4 uh, stamping with his new H4 EAD and you recommend that I should apply for the H4 extension as well as my EAD extension, right? I didn't said that. I only said EAD extension. You already got the H4 until your husband's H1B expiration. So you don't need H4 extension. Okay. Okay, sir. So, so you recommend this process to be followed? Yeah, no problem. And you'll get the stamping. Next okay. person, please. Thank you. Sriram? Uh, hi, Rahul. Are you able to hear me? Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, my priority date is uh, uh, January 2014. And my EB2 one party approved in 2017. And I downgraded it uh, October 2020 uh, to EB3. And that is also approved. And I got EAD and AP uh, last month. So I'm planning to travel India next week. So uh, uh, if I use like EAD and AP, is it a problem for interfile? Because I don't know like which is going to be current, like EB2 or EB3. For interfiling, it is not a problem. Never a problem. Oh, okay. I, I also booked like H1B appointment. If so, you want to refile the entire application, I may want you to go to Mexico and come back. When is your H1B expiring? 2024 June. Yeah. If you get the H1B stamping, then you're coming on H1B anyway. So what's your question? No, I'm uh, confused, like whether to use H1B stamping or EADAP card while coming back to USA. Ah, that's a very tough question, though. That's a very tough question, though. Um, I personally, when I was you, not you, when I was a dependent of the main applicant, I started using EAD because I don't want to feed the immigration lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, my okay. lawyer is threatening, like, you're supposed to maintain uh, H1B because uh, we are foreign face spending, so he's threatening me, like, yeah, you should be yeah, an H1B. Well, yeah. that's how we that's how we make money. <laughs> okay. But when it comes to myself, when I have to use the EAD, you know what I did? I used it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. So, sure, I'll, Yeah. Okay, then. Next yeah, person, please. Pranit? Hey, Rao. Um, I have a quick question regarding my uh, wife's I-94. So uh, when I visited India and when we were coming, uh, her passport uh, validity is only for six months. So the uh, visa officer uh, gave I-94 validity for the next six months period. And, Which is uh, expiring when? It, it was expired already. So uh, in November 2020, so I was under the impression as she got valid H4, H4 EAD and other visas, I was under the impression she can stay here. But uh, this year I'm filing for my extension and my attorney mentioned today that she's out of status. So how do we proceed now? I mean, to get her- Put the phone off, make a consultation, we'll speak privately. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Okay. I will tell her to go to India and get the stamping, but I'll tell you the process, okay? All right. Next person, please. Please, anybody is listening, check your I-94 as soon as this is the most common mistake that could be simply avoided, guys. Hi, Rahul. Can I proceed? Or? Absolutely, go ahead. Yeah, I'm currently working on L1, but I have the approved petition with consultant CX. Of course, approved I do not have that. H1B approval? What approval? H1B approval, I'm assuming. Yeah, H1B approved petition, but it's with my uh, ex-company. It's not with my current company. Okay. So, go ahead. 
ఫైవ్ని can i ask uh, if they file i140 no the new priority? by the time by, by the time you join a new company they file a labor certification get the i1 uh, get to the stage your daughter will already be turning 21 yeah right. so the only yeah. hope is that to withdraw the i140 and refile i140 it's the same company but but the same priority date will retain oh absolutely same priority date will be retained okay. so don't okay. file it in print and process to convert it to print process yeah right yeah one more question is uh, yeah, my passport has my parents name without a last name so for for green card processing if i get a date of birth certificate so uh, can i use the same names for my date of birth certificate or should i change my passport uh, uh, last name so should be added no, to they don't, they don't my passport they don't care about the passport they don't care about the passport names because people are telling that they will compare passport names and date of birth names so so many yeah, people i heard yeah but it's still that. the same name is right it's just only last name is not yeah, there that's yeah. name is the same it's if that's name is janardhan it is janardhan it's just instead of janardhan it will be janardhan okay. rao okay. that's not a problem okay. if it's contradictory so, so then i the passport yeah. dad's name is janardhan and and the other thing is krishna then it's a problem yeah. that will be okay. a problem okay okay yeah. so as long as the same name is date of birth certificate there is no problem at all no problem sir okay thank you sir thank you very much Madhu Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Uh Rahul my question is like I'm planning for a H1B stamping I'm on my second uh, H1 extension and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to India for stamping next month. Uh thing is my client doesn't uh, provide any end line letters or any email stating that I'm still working with them. 
So the question is, what triggers a 221G? Is that the only client letter or how to avoid a 221G? That's the first question for any reason. Right, now, right now with Dropbox, you have less than 5% chance of trouble. Less than 5%. I mean, I've seen uh, cases where a lot of people are saying Hyderabad are issuing 221Gs a lot. So I'm trying to see what are the best ways to avoid if possible. Is there any other yeah. specific? If, if the end client is not giving the letter, they ask the end client letter, uh, then definitely it'll become a problem. There's not much you can do about it. Okay. And uh, if you don't want reason... to take a risk, the best thing is join a company with a direct company and then go. That's all. Okay. And for any but... reason, if you're stuck, we have to withdraw the petition and file a new one. Why would you withdraw and file a new one? Because client will not support any sort of documentation, and if they call for an interview, so 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 so, so if you file, if you're working with Coca-Cola, you're going to withdraw. You're going to file it again with Coca-Cola. It's no, no, probably find another job and uh, do. Yeah, that's and... fine. That's fine. You can do that. You can do that. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Saumya. Um, yeah. Hey, Rahul. Uh, so my, I have one question. Uh, so my I-94 is expired, and but I, I still have H-4 EAD and H-4 valid. Uh, so, what do you mean I-94 expired, I H-4 is valid? Explain. Did you file an extension? Uh, yeah, I'm going to file it in July. Like my visa wait, is going to be... Wait, wait. When did your I-94 expire? Uh, so... My passport, I had to uh, re Answer for the, the passport. Simple. I think it, it expired a, a year back. One year back. You mean somewhere in February of 2021? Uh, November 2020. November 2020. Yeah. Did your husband call somebody similar to you just called right now? Okay. I. That's when I-94 expired. Yeah. And when is your passport visa expiring? Uh, you mean my H4 and EAD? No, ma'am. I said passport visa. Uh, I don't know what it you, is. You do you have a passport? Yeah, I have. Do you have a visa of H4 in it? Yeah. When is that expiring? July 2022. July 2022. Did you file a H4 extension before November 2020? Before, yes. I mean, um, I got my H4 like three years back, right? So obviously, yes. Ma'am, once you got the H4, ex H4 extension, you went to India, you got the stamping, is right? Yeah. And then you came back into United States, is right? Right, yeah. And then it, when you came back into United States, they only gave you until November 2020, is right? Correct, yes. Is that because your passport is expiring in November 2020? Yeah. That's right, and, yeah. And after November, to, after you flew and came back to United States, did you ever file an extension? No. You are illegally staying in this country. Do you know that? Yes, yeah. I realized okay, that you, when, yeah. Yeah, you need to put the phone off and have a consultation. We have to speak privately, okay? Okay. So should I travel to India? 
I will discuss with you what all the things that you need to do, okay? okay. In private, not in this conference call. Next person, okay. please. Kalyan? Shruti, can you give her the link for appointment, everybody? Kalyan, yeah, go sure. ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, so my H-1B max out has been reached. So like in August of 2021, that is like 45 days before my max out, I actually moved to Canada. So my employer in Canada, uh, so he's ready to file a H-1B visa. But what he's saying is that uh, I'll have to wait uh, for one full year even to apply. So post-August 2022. First, yes. First of all, you're speaking in the lottery systems, right? Yes, sir. That's right. Uh, you can always apply in the lottery. Okay? Yes, if you get selected in the lottery, the first lottery, you're out of luck. Okay. If you get selected in the second or third lottery, you're in good, you're in good luck. Okay. Now, having said that, let me do another thing though. You need to find another way of getting into this country. Can you not, can this company not file a permanent I-140 and get you back into this country? That's going to be more easier because your chance of getting in the lottery is less than 50% anyway. Sir, I changed the employer. So whoever had my H1, uh, so I'm no longer with that company. Well, how does it has to be the same company that filed the H1B? Any company can file a labor and I-140. Okay. So if then another company files, uh, can... Uh, can my H1 continue? Can I be back in the US? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Try okay. these efforts, what you're telling, but also do what I told you right now. Okay. Okay, sir. And one more question. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, the one year pull off period for the like fresh lottery is there, right, sir? So after August 2020, if I uh, say travel to US on a visitor visa, uh, will it uh, impact my uh, eligibility for the next year cap? Because I will. No, if you travel after August 2022, you will be fine. Okay, sir. All right. Yeah, that's that's my question. Thank you so much for answering. Next person, please. But you need to work on labor and I-140 with a different company. I don't know why you neglected the entire six years and why you're not thinking about it. You engineers are supposed to think out of the box, not like lawyers like us, okay? Next person. Sudhir. Sudhir. Hi, uh, hi Rahul. Uh, actually, I applied uh, for an 485 in October 2020 with a downgrade, and still the uh, I-140 is still pending. Uh, Did you try the premium processing? Yeah, I tried like five to six times, and all the time it's it's in Texas, and every time they denied it. So the last try December, more. Uh, try more. Okay, so the last December, I filed for a new uh, 485 under EB2, which is with an approved oh. I-140. Okay, that's good. You may get the approval faster. But unfortunately, the case, uh, the 485 case got transferred to Texas now. That still is fine. You, there's still a chance that they may adjudicate it. You did a good job of filing an EB2. So should I, uh, so I wanted to ask you like uh, for your suggestion, should I withdraw my EB3 pending 140 along with the 485 or stick to this for waiting for a few more days? What is what is the priority date? 2012 Feb. I'm going to do premium processing again of EB3. Okay. I will not withdraw it. Who knows? EB3 might go forward. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, okay. Thanks, Rahul. 
but yeah you did a good job of refiling though uh, we are getting good results your, uh, videos in all actually i should yeah. thank you we're getting good results on those things now we were skeptical okay. but we are now more confident next person please nagarjuna nagarjuna i can't hear you buddy uh hi rahul can you hear me yes So I have a situation where my company has multiple locations, and they filed my EB two from location A. And in December 2020, I downgraded to EB three and got my GCEAD. So now I move to location B. Um, uh, so I one forty approved. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now I move to location B. As EB two dates are progressing, can I interfile now? And and if my GC got approved in EB two, do I have to move to location A? after i got my gc we had a debate yesterday between emily and me i had disagreement and then i had a discussion with her and we both agreed upon it yeah absolutely company can still file uh for e uh for the interfiling in eb2 saying that the job still exists in location a yes okay they can still do it now the question is after you get the green card do you need to move it well we will discuss it once you get the green card remember that once you get the green card you can flip a burger in mcdonalds you can be a lawyer like me or you can be a microsoft ceo we'll discuss it at that time okay but yeah i will not hesitate to file a 485j supplement for you okay so this is my full time opportunity i don't want to lose the opportunity with the company and then if the company went to like to say like you you said that you will come to location a and work from here but you are now you are saying that you don't want to come the the this particular coming to the location a is normally a document which your fragman or berry appleman will make you write the document and sign it though it's not the hr that is interested in it it's the immigration that is interested in they don't care about that okay. they don't the hr doesn't care about it the reason is that if there is something audit or something like that the immigration lawyers want to justify hey this guy promised us he's going to come and join okay how many promises you have done for the new year you already broke it's only february buddy <laughs> we'll discuss it after you get the green card next person please thank you sharavan hi hi um uh, i have uh, approved i140 under uh, eb1c i worked in the us uh, for 3 years on l1a uh, that's from my current employer so my l1a extension was uh, like denied so i had to go back to india and then uh, now I, i am in canada now so i came back to canada i am with the same employer so i would like to check um is there any way i can uh, file uh, 485 so when you uh, no you cannot file a 485 though for filing a 485 you have to be in this country to file a 485 what you could do is you can transfer the eb1c to get the green card in canada it's also called as counselor processing uh who yeah who should initiate that uh, the council the company only the company can initiate it there is a form called i824 they can file it what they are telling is a hey, this got approved in adjustment of status now my guy is in canada move this file to canada 
Got it? Okay. So company has to initiate. Uh, right. Why did not you file the 485 along with the EB1C? I mean, uh, personally, I was not aware of that process and uh, that, you know, when, when uh, my I-140 was approved, uh, I mean, submitted. So uh, I normally I tell people to apply, don't use the EAD though. But anyway, right now they can transfer the 485. They can transfer the 485. Uh, they can transfer the they can transfer the 485 to the concert, okay? Okay, and I have one more question. So my company uh, is uh, currently uh, okay to uh, for me to file uh, H1 or L1B, you know? Yeah, um, you can, but from, from that, that, what we so, discussed, all those things can happen parallelly. Nothing disturbs it, okay? And so, even I mean, though even though you file the 48 I-824 to move it to Canada, once you come back here into United States on L1B or H1B, you can file the 485. So my company, I think they won't be like, you know, doing this IE824. So the, uh, but you know, they are okay uh, for filing uh, L1B or H1, you know, the alternate methods. So uh, my question is, if I, you know, come back to US on H1 or L1B from the current employer, so that way, you know, I'll be physically present in US, right? So no, I got the point. So if they don't do it, there is nothing you and I can do it. Okay. I mean, if they don't want is... to do the concert processing. You don't mm -hmm. have options. Beggars cannot be choosers. You can't ask and beg chicken biryani. No, I want mutton biryani with extra spice. You can't do that. Okay. So all you are given an option is to come here in L1B or H1. And once you come here, you can file the 485. Okay. Okay. So because L1B is like, it's not managerial category, right? So, but still I will be able to. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. You can okay. come in here and be and convert into EB1C. You're coming as a technical worker. Once you come here, once you get the green card, they will transfer you to the manager level. That's a promise. Yes, that can be done. Okay, okay. Yeah. Thank next you. person, please. Let's give the chance to other people. Now. Thank you. I'll go to the next two call. Any newcomers are there, please let us know. Sri. Yeah. Hi. Uh, so hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to ask the question. So my question is, my 485 was filed with downgrade to EB3 in October 2020. And then application went to Texas. My EB3 I-140 is approved. I already have approved EB2 I-140. My priority date is 2011 August. Should I stay in EB3 or do a interfile from EB2 to EB3? Hello. Hello. Sorry, can you hear me? Sorry, uh, sorry I, I, I couldn't hear. I, you, you got my question, Rahul, or you want me to repeat? You asked me the question, should I interfile or not interfile, so, right? Yeah, should I stay in AB3 or should I interfile? I would, from... I, would, I would definitely not interfile. But you may want to consider refiling the entire application though. Refiling even I fought with my, my lawyer, but the organization. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Then don't do interfile. Don't do interfile. Okay. Because as of now, the interfiling things we have done, not a single case we got a receipt notice, not a single case we got an approval, not a single case we got anything. So at this okay. point of time, since both of them are current though, I will yeah. not interfile. But you keep watching our YouTubes, maybe in three weeks we may change our opinion. Okay. Okay. But but right now I'm not risking anything by staying in EB3, right, sir? No, you're not doing anything. 
wrong. Right now, you're good. Next person, please. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Mamata? Hi. I'll take the next um, one more caller, guys. Good, Mamata. Uh, so, uh, I my H4 expires in November. Um, do I need to have six months uh, time on my, if I travel to India, uh, do I need to have six months or uh, any, is there any period I, I need to have on the visa to get stamped in India? No, ma'am. Even if you have three months left on H4, you can still get the stamping. Okay. Well, I have one last question. I, I have one, I am on H4 visa, but I, I also have a 140 approved with my current employer. Uh, what do you suggest? Do you suggest me to uh, um, uh, apply H1, uh, H4 along with my husband or do H1, uh, H1 of my own after I come back from India? Considering uh, H4 JD takes a lot of time these days. Right. But we have this extra 180 days where you can travel to Mexico and get it. So, right. You know the things how to do it? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, there is something where you can extend the EAD by about 180 days by traveling to Mexico. So a lot of okay. people are using that. You may want to use that. I'm sending you the link to you, okay? Um, okay, sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So that you can do it. So think of that to see that you can extend six months beyond your... So if you're not... I-94 is expiring in November. Your husband's H1B get extended. You file EAD, AP and EAD extension. And then you go outside and come into the country, you automatically get the EAD extended for a period of 180 days. That's a new rule. Okay, and wow. we put a good video okay. on that one. You watch that, you'll be fine. Then you consider to see if you okay. want to go to H1B still, okay? Next and okay, last person. You. Last person, please. Dilip. Hello, Rahul. Thank you so much. So I have two questions. One is uh, regarding the given name, missing the last letter in the given name. So for example, my daughter- Where is the given name last letter missing in the passport? Where? So for example, uh, my daughter name, no. full name is- you said, you said that the one letter is missing. First, you tell me which document it is missing. In all notice of I-485 and the biometric notice. But not in the passport, not everywhere else. In the 485 only, receipt notices you, it is missing. Right. Okay. What is the given name of this person? Uh, Aneri Ban space Dilip Kumar. That's a very long name. They don't fit all the characters. Correct. So that's so, the reason it's missing. So what's your right. problem? So the question is, is going to be any problem or? Absolutely not, sir. It's not going to be any, any problem. You have okay. such long name. It will be missing something. Don't worry about it. Right. So originally in the, my, in, in the. Uh, that's fine, sir. It is not going to cause any problem. Okay. Perfect. And the second question is currently, uh, of my priority date is 04-15-2013. For EB2, we never downgraded. We just wait and stay in EB2 only. And uh, currently, we are in already in final action date. My daughter is going to be aged out on August 10. But wait, 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 wait. So she's in already. She's locked. She's not locked yet. She's going to be locked next month. I think she's locked because May 1st, 2000, 
13 is final action date for March. Yeah, 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 March, correct. There's a difference on what you're speaking and what I'm telling. She's not locked yet. She'll be locked in March. Correct. What if next week they'll come and revoke the entire thing and change it? They can. Oh, they can, yes. Okay, so it is going to be March and she is going to become 21 in August of 2022. Once the priority date becomes, final action date becomes current, which is not current on February 23rd, but it's going to be become current on March 1st. And I-140 is approved. She's under 21. 485 has been filed. I-140 has been approved. Mm -hmm. So uh, she's good. You so, don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So, so we do not need to prepare for F1 then? Nah, I would not. Okay. That's what I we were preparing, but we will stop now. Yeah, you, I will not. Thank you guys for coming in the next okay. conference Thank call. So will be tomorrow at 11.30. Sorry, we couldn't take all the people. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.